All right, and welcome to episode three of Just Too Much. I realized that last week I had no proper intro or conclusion to my podcast. I just jumped into it. Um, I Okay, first things first, first like housekeeping thing. I'm considering changing the upload time because I'm realizing that Saturday night a lot of people are going out. And so, and as much as I love this podcast, I don't foresee anyone really using it as the pregame podcast for the night. But if you are, awesome. Thank you. Um, however, I, I don't think you are. And that's okay, too. Um, so, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know if I should change it to Sunday night. Because Sunday night, you know, I feel like, at least to me... I feel like Sunday night is like the night to chill, kind of get everything prepared for the upcoming upcoming week. I think I just originally chose Saturday, a very like selfish reason because I was like, well, I'm I'm mostly free on Saturdays because I'm not nearly as cool of a person anymore. So I feel like Saturdays is easiest, but I think that's easiest for me to record. However, I use Anchor to record, and I believe that you can just record and then, like, schedule it for a future time. So that's definitely something I'm going to look into because, I don't know, I don't really see people pre-gaming with just too much. But, hey, I don't know, maybe maybe I'll do one podcast episode later where it's just, like, a 30-minute drinking game. I don't know, actually, that sounds kind of boring. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, uh, guys, it has been a week, a week. Uh, okay. So this past week, since I recorded, um, the family that I'm staying with, they left for several days and I was like, Oh my God, great. I get to have a house to myself. I get to relax, which, okay. First of all, sleeping alone in a big house is like, <laughs> you think it'd be like fun. And Cause you can like dance in your pajamas to music and whatever like that's exactly what I imagined it before I got here but really I was just like scared the whole time because I was like if I get murdered like it's just me and they're gonna come back to a dead body I don't know why that was like I think I'm so invested in like true crime and like serial killer stuff that it's just like that's the first thing my mind jumped to um I mean it was good though it it took me a few days to relax because I was telling one of my friends I was like, it just, I don't know how to relax. Like, I don't know what that feels like anymore. So for like the first two days of just having a house to myself. And let me just say that like my duties when like staying at the house by myself was like basically just feed the cats. Like, it's not like I had things to do. I mean, I like worked on my personal job for a little bit, but obviously it doesn't take like all day, every single day. So I was like, you know, I need to, you know, really enjoy this time that I have to just like, be and relax and I was like oh my god even just two hours into them leaving I was like going nuts I was getting cabin fever already because I didn't have a car they had bikes and I was gonna ride the bikes but like the rain teased every day like it never I got so mad because it never actually ended up raining but like it would always look like it was about to rain and I didn't want to get like several miles away in a town where I'm not able to really communicate with anyone stuck on a bike in a bad storm because I feel like here anytime it rains it's like 
heavy, heavy rain. Like it's not just like, oh, a nice little summer sprinkle. No, it's like a complete downpour. So I don't know. I think I was like too scared to go biking because of that possibility. But I just like, I was like, okay, well, I need to keep cleaning. So I like started mopping and organizing the cabinets and their pantry. And like, I was like dusting and I was, I was kind of decorating. Like I was just taking things and like kind of subtly rearrange. Like I didn't want to obviously rearrange someone else's house while they were gone, but I was just like, I was going crazy. And I was like, okay, I just need to like watch Netflix or something or read. I picked reading back up. I'm reading, um, Beautiful and the Damned by Fitzgerald, um, a classic, I guess you can say. I mean, it seems fine so far. It's kind of boring, but I don't know. I like his style of writing. The Great Gatsby was one of my favorite books. I think, the, not to get like morbid, but kind of add to the importance of The Great Gatsby in my life. Um, I read it when I was in the psych ward um, because I tried to um, off myself in high school and uh, it was awful like the hospital made me want to off myself more than I'm not going to get in that right now but they just like would put us in a single room all day and make us watch like honey boo boo and all the girls were I don't know it was just a bizarre experience so I would just sit and quietly like read to myself all day and the book that I had was the great Gatsby um so it, like and I also thought it was a you know great great book so it kind of holds a weird place in my life so I was like and it with the beautiful and the damned it's another Fitzgerald book um but it's it's also the name of one of Jeezy's albums and I was like oh my god this is such a fun crossover of the century let me just say that okay I know I'm gonna get some shit for that line but anyway um yeah I don't think I don't think anyone's ever said before that GEZ and Fitzgerald are the crossover of the century, um, but here we are. I'm saying it now. Um, yeah, but back to just not, not relaxing. I just, I didn't know what to do with myself. And then on top of not being able to relax, I was taking care of a cat on the brink of death, which was, it was very depressing because he's a sweet, sweet old cat and he was doing like better before they left. And then a couple days after they left, he just went, like, completely, like, his body just shut down. And, like, I told the family, of course. And so it was basically just my job to make sure he was drinking water and not – and just comfortable. Like, if he had passed, like, the family was like, you know, you can't stop him. Just make sure he's comfortable. But I had a cat years ago that was, like, my best, best friend. His name is Malcolm. And when I was away at college, um, he passed one day due to kidney failure. Just, like, random. Like, my mom woke up. And she was like, something's just up with the cat today. So she took him to the vet and he, yeah. And I just, I felt guilty about that ever since. So I just looking at this cat and I was like, listen here, big man. Like, obviously I can't stop you from passing, but I'm going to make sure you're comfortable. But if you can, if you can just wait till your mom gets home so you can say goodbye, please just like, please wait. Um, but, so cats like go away when they want to to die because they want to die like far away and hidden um i think it's because like um instinctually they like because they're weak they go away and hide so like nothing can hurt them when they aren't able to fight back and this cat like i would have i would have gotten it if he like went to his like favorite sunbathing spot no this cat was picking the worst nastiest places to hide and i was like uh-uh 
not under my watch. If you're going to go, you're going to go like on the blanket, like relaxed, like, oh, because it was the first time he escaped. And let me just say to you, like, he, he played the game because one day I let him out on the front, front porch because they had like this bench out there. So I went to go sit and he acted like he had no idea how to get out of the front porch. And he also acted like he just like could not walk. And so the other night he wanted to go out. So I let him out, but I wanted to grab a glass of water. So I was like, okay, I'll be back. I've gone for 30 seconds and I came back and this cat is nowhere to be found. I was like, are you shitting me? So I am in a neighborhood that I do not know, that I do not speak anyone's language. That I just, I was like, really right now? And like, it was getting dark. And so I finally like went down. There's like a back road by their house. And I went down and I looked in their, their neighbor's backyard and there he was laying. And as soon as he saw me, he ran off, like sprinted into the bushes and like lodged himself into several feet deep, like bushes and weeds and thorns, just like not an ideal place to die. <laughs> it sounds so awful talking about it, but like, and of course, like the neighbor had this huge, like do not trespass sign. So me, uh, I had to trespass, <laughs> pass the don't trespass sign. That's huge. Um, crawl like into these bushes. I was like, I came out covered in just like mud and bugs and scratches. And I like brought him back to the house and I was like, stay here. So the next morning he wanted to go outside, but he wanted to go to the backyard and like the backyard is safer, um, because he would never leave it. And he had his like favorite sunbathing spot. But when he went out there that morning, I, he decided not to lay in the sunbathing spot, but to instead crawl to the back side of this like small river and lodge himself in the bank of weeds and mud and dirt and everything else. So it started to pour rain too. And that's why I had originally gone to look for him because I didn't want him to get more sick in the rain. I had to like undo a bunch of chicken wire, like, crawl down the backside of a river, go down, grab him, and bring him back up and all the way back to the house. And I don't know if it was like a bug I didn't see or a plant I was allergic to, but I had like, I still have like marks, this like weird welt going down my leg. And I had, I'm covered in bug bites, covered in scratches. It was just, it was awful. But he did end up passing yesterday, but his family was there and he did get to say goodbye. And it's just been a rough week. And I think, I don't know, like I was just like, I was alone and in dealing with all these emotions. And like, I think it's like, I've weirdly become attached to emotionally regulating when I'm around other people. Like I've learned to at least like healthily talk about my emotions with other people around me, but I don't think I had like I've conquered the art of dealing with my emotions when I'm alone very well and without my own cat. Like my, my own cat back home is like a safety blanket. But when you're alone in a big house that's not yours and you're dealing with really deep, dark emotions, it's a lot. It's like a lot to, to emotionally handle. Um, and of course, like I talked a little bit to my mom and dad, but I mean, they're, across the world in a different time zone and so it's not like I was 
like really having a deep conversation with them. Um, I don't know. It was just like something that hit me that I was like, damn, like I, I've never, I don't know. It's like, I'm trying to find the words to put to it, but I think like, you know, I've done like a little bit of the work and like some spiritual healing and stuff. And I've, you know, I've done like some of the light fluffy surface stuff, but I think like I definitely had a few moments where I was like, dang, like I really haven't done a lot of the deep digging healing that I need to do. And like, there's, I mean, I have, but there's still so much to do. And I think I, and that kind of goes along with the relaxing thing. Like I get, I get caught so caught up and like, go, 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 go. But it's like, I don't, A, don't take time to just like enjoy the moment and just be. Um, but I also like, just don't take time to really, it's like, I feel like if I like tell someone how I'm feeling, then I've dealt with the emotion. Like that's it. But in reality, like I'm just verbalizing my emotion, but I'm not actually like dealing with the emotion. I'm not like processing it. I'm not, I don't know. It's just because I used to be one of those people that's like, oh, if like, if you feel like shit, just like distract yourself, just distract, distract, distract. And I think, and like, there is, I don't know, I have to give credit to that, you know, cause I was, you know, my old therapist was like, look, like that was your defense mechanism. That was your survival method growing up was just to distract yourself. And so it's like, I can't, I can't hate on myself for that too much, but now when I'm in a better, more emotionally mature place, instead of just distraction, I need to actually like address and uh, learn how to uh, keep saying process, but that's all I can think of process these emotions. Um, I don't know. And I've had some weird emotions today. I'm also about to start my period. So that's like another thing I do is like, I blame everything on my period or my ADHD. I'm like, I'm just so emotional. Um, But I got really, I don't know, homesickness hit me today. It's weird. It's like, like, don't get me wrong, like, the family is so kind and welcoming, but it's weird. It's, like, weird feeling like a guest for two weeks straight. You want to, like, does anyone understand what I'm saying here? Like, like, I'm I'm obviously, like, an other, you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think the language barrier makes it hard to, um, but I don't know. I got really homesick today. And it's just been a wild ride. Another wild thing that did happen, though, that was kind of more funny than anything is, so I matched with this guy on Bumble around here. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, I just dropped my phone. Sorry. Um, I matched with this guy on Bumble around here. And like I said earlier, I don't have a car and I had a bike. And like, he wanted to go out and he, you know, he knew English and I, we were chatting and I said, well, like, you know, like, maybe one day I can just meet you for coffee or a drink or something in the main town. It wouldn't be that much of a bike ride. And he's like, well, you know, you'd be so tired and sweaty by the time you got there. And I'm like, no, like, it's okay. Like it's, you know, I'm from Florida. Like I'm used to really hot weather. Like it's nice and cool here to me. Um, I said, plus like, you know, getting outside would be nice and exercise. I said, no, no, no. How about I just, um, I can pick you up. And like, in I'm sure he didn't mean anything by it. Like, I'm sure he just genuinely wanted to be nice and pick me up. But I was like, no, like, I would rather, like, meet you and know you first before I just, like, get in a car with you. Plus, it's like, I felt weird giving a stranger someone else's address. You know what I mean? Like, because it's one of those things that's like, I know most people don't have, like, super bad intentions. 
at the end of the day, like people are still batshit crazy. Like you, like you don't know, like, like what if he just started stalking the family because he like liked their house when he picked me up? Like what, what if he like saw their plants in their front yard and he's like, I like those plants. And he just came and stole them one day. I don't know. You know, like people are wild. Again, here goes the me listening to him. It's true crime. But anyway, I was like, no, no, no. Like I'll just, I'll ride my bike and meet you. And he was like so insistent on the fact that he comes get me. He was like, well, why don't we just do a picnic in like their backyard? And I don't know why I thought that would be better. Because at first I was like, okay, yeah, picnic. Like I'm just, I would not let him into the house. Again, it would still require me giving him (laughs) the address. And also him knowing that like I'm alone at this house, at this whatever. I was just like, I was I was stupid basically for 24 hours and I was like into the idea. Um, but basically like my sense kicked in and was like, Elizabeth, you are a stranger at a stranger's house across the world in another country. And you can't just be giving out people's addresses. Like that's not like this guy's going to come murder you and kill you. And he even made like the weird comment where he was like, you're afraid of me. I can feel it. Like it was, like it sounded like some sort of like killer man in a Hollywood movie with some white lady who was like, no, no, I'm not afraid. And then she ends up getting like stabbed 18 times in the face. And that's, I don't know. So I just woke up one morning and blocked him on every, like when I say everything, it was just like hinge. And yeah, anyway, so I don't know. It was just like, and he just, yeah, he was just like not taking... He, like, wasn't understanding that I was trying to be careful. Like, he was getting, he was taking it so personally. Like, like, oh, you don't trust me. Like, being just really manipulative. Like, you don't trust me. You're afraid of me. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and now I don't trust you. But at first, I was, like, just trying to be safe, you know? I don't know. Bizarre. Whatever. I don't. So, really, honestly, my only company for the past several weeks has been a dying cat, two healthy cats, now a two-year-old because they brought their granddaughter back, a two-year-old that only knows French. But, you know, two-year-olds don't know that many words anyway to begin with. I mean, she's smart, but, you know, like, with with two-year-olds, they're still at that age where it's like you can just smile and make a lot of noises and faces and, like, still get by pretty well. (laughs) And, like, I love kids, so it's fine. Um, But I don't know. Yeah, I've just been really homesick. I just want to curl up with my cat. I think the whole, like, cat dying thing, like, just made me miss my cat because I can't tell you how many times like I've seen those like sad TikToks that show up on my for you page that it's like just I don't know like an abused cat that someone like found and rescued and now they're better and it's like I get so sad that someone would do that to a cat that it's like (laughs) it'll be like two o'clock in the morning and I like get up and go find my cat and wake him up and like tell him that I would never treat him like that and like I make him listen to me and I've done that so many times and he gets so upset every time because it's always like in the middle of the night when I'm like scrolling TikTok before I go to sleep I don't know but I was like trying to think about what I really wanted to talk about like get into this podcast this episode um not like I don't ramble anyway um I've had several friends text me like I love listening to your podcast because it's like I'm sitting beside you and you're just rambling and I'm like oh that's so sweet but there's also a part of me that's like do I just like talk this much when I'm with you in person too like do I just 
do I just don't shut up? So you're like, oh, this is so natural to have Elizabeth just 30 minutes straight of not being quiet. I don't know. I hope, I hope I don't annoy everyone too much, but I am, I am a bit of a chatterbox. Um, so that's why I think I like doing podcasts because I could just talk for 30 minutes and hope that someone listens. Um, but I, okay. So, and I kind of made a TikTok about this yesterday, but obviously, you know, TikTok's a very short format. So, but I, I was thinking, I was like, I, I was sitting out in the garden the other day here, like eating breakfast. It was a very like movie-esque scene. It was like sunny and I was eating a chocolate croissant and drinking orange juice and like, just like eating a peach and the only like non-picturesque thing about it was uh the chicken kept trying to steal everything like okay the chicken literally jumped on top of the table the other day and just stole my muffin wrapper and I had to chase her down and chickens are ruthless like she's bold I don't know but anyway so I was just thinking I was like I used to suck to hang around like I used to be the worst person to hang around because I was so good at throwing pity parties like that was my specialty I was the ultimate pity party thrower and everyone on my friends list was invited but I don't know it's just like any minor inconvenience I had I just had to like let everyone know because I was so addicted to like people being like oh my god I can't believe someone treated you like that because you're so wonderful also I just realized I'm missed a really important detail when I was sitting outside I was thinking going back a little bit retracing my steps I was thinking I was like you know what like I'm actually like pretty cool person now like obviously like I'm still a person I'm still me so I can still be like absolutely like off the wall sometimes or dramatic or emotional like that's just me but compared to who was a few years ago and this is where coming back to the point that I was going on about I used to suck. I like I used to like I've always had really good friends. I've always had people tell me like, "Oh my god, you're so fun." But I think when I was when people said that, it's just because I was like, a either constantly just wasted because I was hated myself so much, and I was just like absolutely bel- not belligerent, like not in a bad way. I was just like, I don't know. I did crazy stuff when I was drunk just because I wanted to feel something like. I don't know, I was like a walking Tumblr post to the max. Um, either that or like I was just constantly like doing spontaneous things just to like outrun myself. And I think that's why like France has hit me so hard. It's like, it's like, yeah, I'm traveling and I'm away, but it's like I've been with myself the whole time. Like it's been quiet and still and I've only had myself. And so it's like a very different type of trip to me. And I think it's like, I don't know. It's just like I'm having to peel back a lot of layers lately, and it's like really frightening. Um, but no, like I used to suck. I used to like just want everyone to feel sorry for me, um, and and it's like I searched for validation, and literally the worst people. Like if there was just this group of girls in my sorority that I was in that like I don't know. I guess they were like the cool ones in my I don't know my sorority. I don't know, we had a lot of plus size women, a lot of women of color. Like we definitely were the most like diverse sorority on campus. And for that reason, like literally fraternities like would send us like declining letters when we asked them to do events. Like 
basically just being like, no, we don't want to do an event with you all because we want to save our image, which is basically just a bunch of straight white men being like, oh, we are fat phobic and don't like women of color and blah, blah, blah. It was awful. Um, and, but there was this group of girls in the sorority. There's like four or five of them and they were like the cooler ones of it, but they would hang out with like cool, like, I don't know. They hung out with fraternity guys that at the time I thought were dope, but looking back, they all sucked. Like it was awful. And these were also the girls that like continued to hang out with and invite a guy to our events that they knew had tried to force me to have unconsensual sex with him. Like they, like they were openly friends with and would bring my abuser around. <laughs> and they like knew about the situation. They were also the same girls that like would still support and promote a fraternity that made a picture of me into a meme because I was the fat girl at the party. Oh, and the guy that kissed me at the party, they hazed him for like months because they're like, you're not allowed to like fat girls. I don't know. Like these girls that like they were the worst. And but those are people that I wanted validation from just because they hung out with like cool people. Which looking back on, I don't know, it's just wild because it's like I also get <laughs> so awful, but I get in these like rabbit holes of like looking at people that I went to high school and college with that were like so cool, quote unquote, and but never gave me the time of day because I was, I don't know. I want to say this more was more authentic, but I don't know. It's just like they didn't ever give me the time of day and they acted like I was like so below them or I was just kind of like the nice girl that they pitied. Like, oh, you know, she's so sweet, but, you know, she's fat or I don't know. But it's like I look at them now and it's like this is going to sound so mean, but it's like they're it's like they're 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 so comfortable with being stagnant or going backwards in their life and like. I genuinely do hope for these people and I've reached this point too that it's like I hope they find healing because I, I really think that if you are intentionally taking the time out of your day to hurt someone or to like oh my god I dropped my phone again <laughs> I think like if you're like intentionally taking the time to put your pain onto other people that don't deserve it then like you need healing you need to help and and I don't know. It's just, I'm like at the point now in my life where I can just like sit back and I'm like, okay, like I'm obviously not perfect, but I am a much cooler person now. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty cool to hang out with. Like I'm pretty cool to be friends with. And like, and I'm also in the point of my life where like, I love all my friends and like, I don't have any drama in my friend groups and I don't have any friends right now that I'm like, mm, I wouldn't trust you. Like, I love and I trust everyone in my life right now. Um, and Audrey wanted me to talk more about her. So Audrey is one of those friends, my fun, crazy Aries friend, Audrey. Got <laughs> ask for a personal shout out. Um, yeah, she's one of those friends. Um, but I mentioned this in my TikTok that I made, but like one thing that changed me the most was one of my best friends even to this day. His name's Will. He... I don't know, he's got a very, very tough, like, outer edge to him. I mean, a lot of it goes back to his childhood, but that's not, like, my business to share. But he didn't have a great childhood. And I remember I was just, like, telling some sob story. And he looked me dead in the eye. And he just said, you need to get over yourself. He's like, you need to realize that people don't give that much of a shit about you. He's like, quit making yourself the victim of every single story. 
and like it was harsh it was especially for like a few weeks I was like he's such an asshole but I just like realized that I was like you know what like I do like it just hurts me more in the end you know what I mean like it just like when you get into this like cycle of self-loathing it's like a people get tired of hearing about it so they don't want to hang out with you and then you're like lonely and you hate yourself you know what I mean or it's just like I don't know I was just such a in a lonely place and I, I think that I've really done the work to get out of that and really have done the work to like emerge a better more optimistic person and I don't know like I'm getting close to time here and I it's like I I don't know I don't know what my word of advice is but I think like I don't know I think for me it was just like a really taking responsibility for things that I did and if it's something that I didn't do then I can't take responsibility for it and I can't take it personally and to the trash to anyone that makes you feel like crap you know but I don't know those are I'm kind of leaving on the same ending that I left last week but I think it's an important lesson is to as cliche as it sounds like keep good energy in your life and give off good energy because I really am a believer in what goes around comes around um and I only want I only want good things that come around um and with that I am going to say goodbye and I hope you all have a wonderful week. And I will be putting a poll on my Instagram story soon. Um, follow me on Instagram, just too much podcast underscore, and about changing the day. But yeah, uh, everyone have a wonderful week. And remember, if they tell you that you're just too much, tell them that's the point. That's the. Po- it's okay to be too much. Good night and goodbye. <laughs>